Hello and welcome to season two of the That's Farming podcast with me, John Connell. We've had a great first season and are looking forward to bringing you lots more farming stories from Ireland and around the world. We have a few new additions to this season with some field reporting as well as our usual interviews and panel discussions. As always, you can reach us on radio at thatsfarming.com or on our Facebook and Twitter pages at That's Farming. Without further ado, here's the show. Reports came out in recent days that tillage farmers in Ireland are earning as little as €2 an hour. But is this all a result of last year and this year's bad harvest, or has something gone fundamentally wrong in the tillage sector? I'm joined by Liam Dunn, IFA Grain Committee Chairman, to discuss this important story. Liam, uh, welcome to the programme. I suppose it's a stark headline, €2 an hour. Yeah. Um, When you you put the figures together... um, for the, for the work and effort that tillage farmers put into it, and, you know, very few tillage farmers are anything but full-time. Uh, if you're going to get your harvest cut, if you're going to get your crops looked after in time, you're going to have to be there. You can't do a whole lot of tillage farming part-time. Um, profitability has dropped that low that we're now talking about that kind of a, that kind of an income. Um, most farmers would be relying upon a direct payment in a lot of cases to make up uh, the cost of production. They're not the grain that's being sold to our farms at the moment is being is going out as a loss. And when you consider we have for the first time ever we have a three month harvest that's been going on now since early July and it's not it's not quite finished yet. And is this uh, it's, it's very, yeah. it's very it's a very poor return. And and are we talking about uh are we talking about tillage farmers here um west of the Shannon or are we talking no, about till- we're talking about everybody. We're all in the one boat. If anything, farmers west of the Shannon possibly have a slightly higher margin. They may get selling their grain, their straw locally, they may get a little bit more for it. But uh, by and large, there's not a huge amount of difference in it. Mm. Uh, yields across the country are pretty much the same. But you see, Tillage Farmer, is, he, he, has, he has a lot of stuff invested in his, in his crop. It's not just the growing of the crop in the year, but he's an investment also in the machinery to grow it. Uh, he can't just stop. He can't just switch it off. He has, he has, he has debts running upon you know, machines that he has, he has purchased. Um, you can't just pack them up and say, "I'm not going to do this anymore." So many of them are, are fairly well locked in to, to continuing production. It is very difficult to stop. Mm. And that's the that's the thing, isn't it, Liam? I mean, these your combines could be hundred thousand easily. Uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 uh, it's it is staggering money for very low returns. Now, you there, y- there is no return on the on 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 the yearly investment, which is the actual cr- uh, growing of the crop. It costs about four hundred euros an acre to grow the crop. Mm. Um, if you get back four hundred, you'll be lucky. Um, so it's their loss. It's a loss-making exercise. Uh, when you add on the capital costs of having the machines there to do it, um, and you know, um, you're left that you're you're actually working for nothing, uh, and it's a very different. And when you consider the effort that has certainly gone into uh, this harvest in in 2017, where people have had to work extremely long hours uh, under huge pressure because. Um, you know, we, we have not had a dry, a full dry week this harvest uh, in the last three months. There's not been one week when the weather has been has been fully dry. Um, so every time you you get some a window in the weather, uh, 
it's, you, you know exactly when it's going to close as well because the weather forecast is telling you that the rain is coming tomorrow evening or this evening or tomorrow morning or whenever. Um, and I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been more uh, injuries and accidents taking place because the pressure these people have been working under has been, has been horrendous. I mean, it's... Jesus, it's not a great story, is it, Liam? I mean, there's there's no silver lining here. Uh, well, international grain production has been continuing to rise, um, particularly in, in places like Russia. Um, the world stocks of grain is are high, and, and they have remained stubbornly high. Hmm. Uh, even a major French disaster in 2016 had little effect upon the world supply and upon the world market. Um, but but here at home we've dropped half a million tons in production. We've dropped a half a million tons in the last two years. Uh, we are worried because what people tend to do is they tend to cut back rather than get out. Yeah. So you know, um, you you decide, for instance, you're you're not going to rent as much ground as you have in the past. About forty percent of the of the crop in Ireland is on on rented land. Um, you won't replace. Uh, some key machinery. You'll you run what machine you have and, and try and keep it keep it going for another year or two. Uh, produce a little bit less. Um, but you know, while there has been some of the smaller growers that have been opting out, people that, whose main enterprise was perhaps livestock or dairying, and would grow some grain for their own use and for the make sure that they have a supply of straw. A lot of those. Uh, it's a lot of bigger growers in two thousand and. Um, and for 2018 that we see are starting to opt out of the crop where they can. They've been scaling back for the last couple of years on investments and uh, some of them are now stepping out completely. And I know where there's going to be um, some, some machines are going to be put up for sale and try to... And that's another problem because these are machines that nobody else is particularly wanting to buy. So uh, the, the, the value of them uh, for sale is, is it can be poor enough. Mm. But we are suspecting that there could be very easily another half million tons of a drop uh, in 2018. And that's a really, really worrying thing for a lot of other farmers on the island. Because um, you're talking about a, a serious drop in both the feed that's going to be available locally. You're talking about a big drop in the amount of straw that's going to be available. And, and that's already a difficulty this year because there's a lot of straw in the country still to be bailed. And we're also talking about um, a big drop in the amount of stubbles that will be available for for um, slurries and um, municipal waste and so forth. Right. Um, I mean, is is this the obvious question here, Seamus? Is this down to climate change? Um, are we? You know, I'm not saying stuff that's uh, that's that's not been acknowledged before by lots of other people. Uh, Ireland is a wetter country now. Um, it's it's wetter. We we have more inclement weather. Is this um is this is this ba- worse weather? A, uh, is this I suppose failed harvest a, a result? It's it's, it's it's not unusual. Not completely unusual. Two running together are, are very difficult. Hmm. Um, I mean, last year we called it the tillage crisis, but I mean, are we in another tillage crisis? Well, it's the same crisis continuing, unfortunately. Mm. Um, at the beginning of, of any harvest, uh, the three things that are important to, to a cereal grower are, first of all, his yield. He'd be hoping to get a, a fairly good yield. He's managed his crop the best he can throughout the year. Mm. The second thing is is uh, the grain price. Where is the price going to be at for this for this year? 
Uh, and the third thing, of course, is going to be the weather. Um, if one of those turns against them, and, and it's very difficult to get all three to come together, I can assure you, but one of them turn, to, turn against us, uh, you're going to have some difficulty. But when you get to 2017, uh, it makes it, 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 it really does get people down, uh, particularly when it's the same problem as the year before. Um, right. We've had two bad years together before in 85 and 86, uh, but we've had individual bad years as well, uh, scattered throughout the, the last couple of decades. Um, and bad weather does make a huge difference. I mean, it's, it adds costs. Uh, onto harvesting, um, but it adds, adds a huge amount of mental pressure on people as well. Um, and there are losses out there. Now, yields have to a large extent held up uh, mm. surprisingly well. Uh, crops are that are still there and, and have been harvested in the last week or two were in better condition than they were this time last year, for example. Uh, because those little window weathers have been coming, the rain was coming in larger larger dollops, but in over shorter periods. Um, so we are confident that the harvest itself will pan out reasonably okay as far as yield is concerned. But mm. um, it's just the complete lack of income, the fact that you are working extremely hard and earning nothing. There's, there's A lot of people, their resources are depleted. They can't replace machinery. And it just the, the will and the finance to continue just begins to wither away. Uh, we really need a number of things to happen to improve the situation. Um, we could certainly do with support from other, more support from other livestock and, and dairy producers. Now we need some serious leadership from government. Hmm. I know last year we, there was protests for support to uh, the department and, uh, you know, not much came out of it. Are we going to see more uh, protests this year again looking for more support? Well, the particular protest last year was in, in relation to crops that were completely lost. Mm. Now, at the moment, if there are going to be crops lost, it's going to be smaller, I would imagine, than last year because there's, there has been a lot of, of stuff um, salvaged in the, last, in, the last, in the last week or so. Right. Well, um, that's good. The department um, did eventually uh, support those people that lost crops last year, yes. uh, and that that support, but it has taken them a long time to do it. Um, we we did also last do, year do, do, Liam, I suppose green forums and those green yeah. forums. A, a lot of people in the industry put forward very good ideas uh, and proposals on where things could be improved uh, and where costs could be cut. Uh, but the, the minister and the and the department have not stood up and given leadership and, and taken on board any of those ideas and implemented them, and they really need to do that badly. Mm. Would would you would it be fair to say that um, the tillage sector isn't a priority for the minister? Um, we've had you know this is the second year now. Uh, tillage farmers are facing more time again. Uh, is 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 tillage a priority uh, in your opinion for for the minister? Um, so they, they, they know that they need a 
strategic supply of grain. They know that they really can't let production fall much further. Um, but to get them to step up to the mark and do it, they just seem reluctant. They keep thinking that this thing is going to turn the corner. There are no signs at the moment that international prices are going to improve and that things are going to turn the corner. The, the peculiar thing here is that if it's milk or beef, those prices are kind of ongoing. There's production coming off the line every day or every week or whatever. With cereal, it's different. It happens once a year. Yeah. Um, so you're jumping from one year to the next. Once one harvest is over, it's going to be uh, 12 months down the line before we have another one. And a lot of um, the people on the outside of the industry looking in are saying, well, sure, maybe next year will be better. Mm. It's not going to happen, and that's what we're saying to them. And silage farmers at this stage are beginning to realise it isn't going to happen overnight. We need uh, very serious leadership and support, particularly from the Minister and, and the Department of Agriculture. Well, there we have it. Um, uh, the message from Liam Dunn, IFA Grain Committee Chairman, on... Um, the tillage crisis continued. Uh, it's it's not a good story. There there's no silver lining here. Um, the the uh, Liam is calling for uh, leadership from the minister, and I suppose he's going to have to step up to the plate. And uh, can I say one further thing? We're not calling for leadership in a vacuum. IFA um, hmm. has been prepared to, to give what leadership it can. Um, the biggest single cost that, that all cereal farmers have is is um, is fertilizer. Hmm. Um, and for the first time since the EU was set up, the EU Commission has put together an investigation into the into the European fertilizer industry and it, and its costings and its pricings. Uh, and that was for the first time ever that's been done at the behest of a voluntary organisation that is IFA. Right. It was done by us, not by anybody else. And they have this investigation has, has started in the last few months and it's going on over the next six months probably. And it's going to be a major and a very serious investigation as to exactly why fertilizer prices are so high. Fertilizer is by and large uh, made from from natural gas, and natural gas prices have not been rising, so there's mm. no real reason. Are we are we looking at uh, possible fr- price fixing here? There is a lot of evidence to suggest that there has been a lot of that going on. Mm. Uh, because uh, another 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 get yes. You're, you're, you're not the only man to say that, Liam. Uh, we've had Seamus May from the International Small Business Alliance uh, talking about that uh, topic, uh, funnily enough, uh, too. So, an investigation. It is the first time ever that the Commission has brought about such an investigation uh, at the behest of a, of a voluntary organisation. Mm. Now, we still need support from, 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 from the Irish government upon it as well to help this investigation along. It is, there is a major battle going on behind the scenes in Brussels at the moment or in this whole area. Right. Let's uh, let's come back to this topic and talk about this uh, the the fertilizer investigation uh, when the time comes as well, Liam. It's going to be yeah. a big story. Uh, Liam Dunn, there, the IFA Grain Committee Chairman, uh, joining me to talk about the tillage uh, crisis part two, if you want to call it that. Um, we'll 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 be following this story as it uh, as it develops, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's a, a little break in the weather and that the remaining harvest for 2017 can be got in. Uh, Liam, thanks for joining us on Thank the program. Thank you very much. Thank you.